This is Reasons to be Mindful, a podcast about everyday people who practice some form of mindfulness or meditation to make life easier and more enjoyable. I'm your host, Jen Hill, founder of Right Brain Liaisons, and I'm interested in how people apply different techniques and practices to keep their mind fit, healthy, and better able to deal with the unavoidable challenges of being human. Today I'm talking with Dr. Hugh Kim Lee about the role mindfulness and meditation plays in his work and life. Kim is a child and adolescent psychiatrist with a special interest in gaming and technology addiction and is currently filming an SBS documentary called Are You Addicted to Technology? Kim is also a stand-up comedian and the brains behind pop-up comedy Adelaide. He is a public speaker and a startup founder. Dr. Hugh Kim, yeah. welcome and thanks so much for joining us on Reasons to be Mindful. Yeah, thanks so much, uh, Jen, for having me. Now, you sound like a busy man. I'd say you definitely have reasons to be mindful. Definitely, definitely. For me as a, as a doctor and as a comedian, it's so important for me to be present for my patients to be you know, uh, empathetic to them in, in the moment. But then, you know, if, you, if you're emotionally exhausted, if you're burnt out as a doctor, um, you become dissociated, kind of go on autopilot, which is a sign of burnout. And then with uh, comedians performing on stage, you, it's a conversation. It's like a millisecond by millisecond conversation. And, you know, the audience is there and they all want to be part of it. And you've got to be present in the room with them. And I guess of the audience, the energy in the room, you feel that energy in the room. That, that to me is just so addictive. And I already love that feeling. But the times that I've really not done well in stand-up comedy is when I wasn't present. I was just so focused on the results. For example, I was performing in a particular room at the Fringe where there was a very uh, big producer and person who books comedians and I really wanted to perform well for them. But then I ended up bombing and dying so hard in front of that audience and I just bombed because I wasn't present. I was just thinking about the outcome so much that the audience were just sitting there going, what is this guy <laughs> talking about? I was, and I was using tried and tested jokes, all my best ones. And just, just that little ingredient of not being present just made me lose the audience. So it's, it's just so important. What brought you to meditation? So I actually saw Jerry Seinfeld talk mm. about meditation. He was popping up on my YouTube feed and I was thinking, oh, what's all this? meditation stuff about it drew me because you know he's obviously the master at comedy and understands it so well that I really wanted to learn more and it's funny because I actually uh, met a very uh, famous comedian his name is Mazdrabrani he actually explained to me that stand-up comedy is like Buddha surfing like meditating on a surfboard on an ocean you're just like just balancing in this little zone and just riding that wave I've always sort of known about meditation through work and referring patients with, I guess, emotional regulation problems and uh, anxiety to clinical psychologists who could deliver that form of meditation therapy, which has been shown to be effective. Also, uh, having done a lot of martial arts growing up, uh, there's always a component towards the end because martial arts is a very physical type of exercise and art form. 
And always towards the end, you do it like a, a mental cool down by meditating. I, I did Taekwondo. So there's a Korean martial art. The instructor would go through do some deep breathing exercise. And I always found that really, really helpful to help me focus and to ground myself. For me, making that jump, um, seeing the reason to, to do it uh, was TEDx Adelaide. TED is just such a massive, massive event. It's like a Woodstock, like a massive rock <laughs> concert with so much energy happening. It's almost so overwhelming. And having that little breakout room was was great. And uh, it was like a nice little, I guess, sanctuary from all that craziness. And so that was that made it a lot easier for me to make that that jump, I guess. For me, yeah, it always made sense that meditation would offer um, that grounding ability. And so I'm, I'm more of an intermittent meditation person. When I really do feel overwhelmed, it's, it's more of like a, a pain relief moment. Can you tell us a bit more about using meditation as pain relief and also any particular techniques or practices that you go to or use when life gets challenging? This year, I actually resigned from my job in the public health system. It's getting quite burnt out, I think, from the, the constant pressure uh, within that system. I listened to your loving kindness track quite a lot around the time when I was thinking about resigning from work and I was using it in my language a lot more. You know, when I was talking to colleagues about, you know, how I was feeling, um, how my sort of talks with my boss, our boss went, I'd always say, you know, I'm just giving myself lots of loving kindness uh, because um, I think around that time, I think I had really attached a lot of my sense of self and identity and worth to my job. and. Uh, I remember staying in that particular role for a long time, longer than I probably should have because I wanted to really save that sense of face for myself and for my team. And, you know, you know, when you are working in a team like that um, so closely for many years, you feel like you're abandoning them and abandoning your, your community in a sense. Um, and, and, and that attachment, you know, breaking away from that, I think, um, it really rocked me a bit. So I think, you know, listening to your tracks really did help me with, with that, keeping me together, I think, and trying to find that inner resilience, uh, that inner loving kindness through that track to, I guess, keep my ego together. For comedians, it's such a, a powerful thing as well because you have to really kind of walk out there with this idea that the crowd are going to like you and they're going to laugh at your jokes because if you walk out there you're, and, and you're, not have, you're not in that state and your ego might be bashed for whatever reason, like, you know, last night your, your, your set went really bad. It's like uh, doing some post-traumatic stress disorder therapy. You've got to jump on that horse again and just and get back up there because that can really ruin the energy and ruin that state that you're in and, and you just don't become as funny. You're listening to Reasons to be Mindful, a podcast for people interested in bringing more mindfulness, i.e. presence, into daily life. So in your, your work, is there like a role there for meditation training? Yeah, well, actually, I only just recently discovered another psychiatrist over in the United States, his name's Dr. K. He has a sort of yoga 
meditation background and he has a real interest in um, treating uh, gaming disorders with meditation. And uh, I, I actually have come across meditation being used as a form of therapy when I was in Bangalore, India. I was in Singapore at the time treating teenagers in their national addictions clinic uh, for teenagers who are addicted to video games. And I, I came across an article from India about a, uh, it's called a shut clinic. So um, safe and healthy use of technology clinic. I just emailed the author and, I, and it was a psychologist, Dr. Manoj Sharma. And I just booked a ticket to Bangalore and said, I want to just visit your clinic. And their mental health service, Nimhand, is quite a, a famous site. They actually offer meditation for all their clientele and their families for free. Why do you think so many young people are addicted to video games and technology? We live in such a busy world and stressful world, a lot of pressures and I guess a lot of kids get a lot of pressure to perform at school, social pressures, and video games are designed perfectly to get you into that state of flow where time just dilates and you, you lose track of time and you hit that real sweet spot of success and everything feels good and everything's kind of predictable yet surprising at the same time. You know, you're doing things uh, repetitively and you never know what the outcome's going to be, the reward's going to be. It's, it's, it's unpredictable enough to make it exciting. And the other thing too, and there's a real uh, strong connection between uh, attention deficit hyperactivity disorder in kids who are addicted to video games. And the connection there, I guess, is, is that there's different forms of attention. Uh, the, the, the attention that you need to put in effort and focus into, say, your homework, your schoolwork, and your occupation. And then there's uh, visual attention. So I guess uh, video games, they are nailing the visual attention side of things because, you know, your eyes are focused on this object. And if you take your eyes off and you don't focus on that, your character dies or something bad happens. So you're constantly focused on it and then everything else around you just sort of disappears. And I guess that has a lot to do with that feeling of being in another place, escapism, immersion, and immersing yourself in another world. And a lot of people they enjoy that feeling or that feeling gives them relief from whatever pains they have in their daily lives. And I guess with meditation, it can be useful for young people and patients to focus on and pay attention to what's going on internally and to validate what's going on and to, to label uh, that feeling and to accept that feeling. And for some people that's really daunting and, seeing a therapist who's trained in this can be really helpful. What would you say to people who say that they don't have the headspace or time to meditate? For your audience, you know, they're obviously listening to this podcast for a reason. And I guess that's a little seed to say that, you know, you're obviously wanting to explore this a little bit more. If you haven't already, um, just go for it. You've got nothing to lose. Uh, the only thing that really it costs you is a little bit of time and effort. 
uh, we're living in such a binge culture and it's really disconnecting us from the real world, I think. And uh, meditation is the best thing you can do for yourself and the world around you because it just makes you more connected to yourself, other people and the earth. So just give it a try. You obviously uh, don't mind a bit of pressure, public speaking and stand-up comedy on top of that. So dealing with the pressure, but also accessing your creativity. Do you use any particular techniques to sort of help you with that side of things? Mm. A lot of uh, comedians, they talk about going for walks and uh, especially in the startup world, a lot of um, startup founders, they tell me, you know, going for a walk helps them to clear their mind. And I, I was using your SoundCloud meditations quite a lot on my walks along Linear Park. And that really does help me. People often say they get their best ideas in the shower. So I always make sure that I've got like either my phone or something to write my ideas down after I have a shower or before going to bed or waking up from bed, dreams, that sort of thing. Tell us a bit more about the work you do with adolescents and some of the other projects that you're involved with. I've been doing actually telepsychiatry via applications like Zoom to see patients from all over the country. It's mainly targeting um, families in rural and remote areas who don't get access to a psychiatrist or would have to you know, wait months or drive miles and miles and miles to see someone. The government actually subsidises uh, and allows me to see them completely free. I'm wanting to spend more time seeing patients who are having troubles with their technology and, and, and filming the SBS documentary is a big thing too. The documentary, Are You Addicted to Technology, is due to be aired later this year. Is that correct? On SBS? Yeah, yeah. Hopefully um, towards the end of the year. So it'd be very interactive, very engaging. This startup journey started also sort of towards end of last year, start of this year, and we're looking at uh, tackling cyberbullying. That's it for today. Many thanks to Dr. Hugh Kim Lee for his time, tips, and insights. You can find out more about Kim's work and comedy by following the links in the podcast show notes. And thank you also to you for listening. Leave us your comments and questions and enjoy the free guided meditations related to today's conversation. Join us next week when we'll talk with Kadri Alpar about the significant role mindfulness has played in her life. Remember, this podcast is not a substitute for professional medical advice. See your doctor for advice regarding your health. Visit my website to learn more about mindfulness or meditation or are interested in one-on-one coaching or joining one of my classes or groups. Thanks again for listening. Have a great week and bye for now. Great.